Thank you for joining us again in our series of taking a look into the life of a Maori Pacific Island DJ. Uh, recently we covered, we talked about the differences between our mobile DJs and our club DJs. Uh, today we're going to be looking at the ups and downs. So let's take a trip down memory lane where I can share with you couple of my experiences of some good times that I've had being a DJ um, at the different functions and also some of the not so great things or not so great memories that I've had some of the great things that I've or great memories that I've had during my functions or some of the events that I've had is um, particularly weddings when I've played at weddings and in, I've had the father and daughter dance and some of these weddings that I've been to the couple or the family that's organizing the events sometimes don't quite have an idea of what sort of music they're wanting or what sort of you know certain tracks that they want to be played at certain times of the of the event uh, for example i've been to a wedding a few weddings now where uh, you know we've had they've had the, the the cutting of the cake ceremony and instead of leaving dead silence I've chucked on a you know a slow jam in the background just to create their vibe, get everybody you know get the emotional feelings going on. Um, and and at one particular wedding, I played um, Aaron Neville and Linda Ronstadt. I don't know much, and the the grandfather of the bride got up uh, with tears in his eyes, uh, grabbed the bride, and just started waltzing with her on the dance floor so this was sort of out of the blue but for me it created such an emotional moment that everyone else that was in that attended the wedding um, was also in tears as well and they started pulling a lot of handkerchiefs um, so that was a, a great moment for me being able to create that environment and create that memory for uh, this grandfather and his grandchild uh, the bride of the of the wedding so that was an awesome moment some of the other great uh, memories that I've had being a mobile DJ is just seeing some amazing venues just amazing venues in, in my career as a DJ so and what I mean by not some you know, amazing venues is just how people have designed their venues with the lighting and, and everything all the stuff that hard work that goes into it has been great um, I love seeing people on the dance floor just enjoying themselves and as a mobile DJ you know because there's when you get to some of the functions there is just a vast variety a massive variety of age difference between um, you know your oldies and your young ones and sometimes the challenge of that is just trying to find the right track or the right music to try and get everybody to get uh, on that dance floor um, and I've had some great memories where you know I've had a packed dance floor from the beginning of the event um, right to the end. Um, the only time the dance floor was empty was when they were doing the formalities for speeches and so on. But, you know, majority of my time I've, I've had great memories for my functions, whether it be birthdays, weddings, and, you know, whatever the event is. I've had a lot of great memories. Um, for me, just seeing the smiles on people's faces or 
Um, and I don't know whether it's the alcohol or what it is that's in their system, but just seeing their smiles on their faces is just um, a great achievement for me. It just lets me know that I'm doing my job well and you know people are dancing and just having a great time. Um, for me, some of the, the, the downs of being a mo mobile DJ, so to speak, would probably be the, the fact that there is a lot of um, things that people don't see behind the scenes stuff. So usually when you plan a, when you've been booked for an event, you are pretty much, as the DJ, you're the first, you know, you're going to load all your gears into your car, uh, first of all. Um, you get to the venue before everybody does. You know, you unload your car and pack the gear into the venue. You set up your gear. You're going to make sure you do all your sound checks or make sure everything's working. Um, and then, you know, when everybody arrives to the event and they've enjoyed, they had a great night, and then they, you know, they, they go home at the end of the night, you as a DJ still got to break your gear down, pack it back into your vehicle, and, you know, when you get home, unload your car and pack your gear back into your garage or wherever it is you store your gear. So, for me, that is a bit of a downer sometimes, especially if you're doing it by yourself. Um, if you've got a roadie with you, then it, that definitely makes things a lot easier to try and you know lessen the, the time it takes for you to, to set up and break down again. Um, one one occasion I do vividly remember is that uh, I was playing for a social for a club out west in West Auckland and I had a elderly gentleman come and ask me uh, for a Barry White song. Um, I played his song and while this elderly man was dancing and he was he was strutting his thing and I was like I was looking and said wow you know this this old fella's got some moves so he was doing the cha-cha and everything and then I just see him just stand still and then just his body stiffens up and he just falls back and he hits his head on the floor and he's unconscious now for me at that moment I pretty much just stopped the music and I called for someone on the mic or some from assistance for this this guy that's just fallen on the dance floor. Um, unfortunately for the elderly man, he didn't come out of this um, unconscious state, and he actually passed away. Um, so for me, that was one of the, the the sad moments that of that I remember from DJing. But in saying that, you know, I, I do feel like you know I, I sort of granted his last request. He requested this last song that he really wanted, you know, and and he was there from the beginning of the night. And he was nodding his head on the table, you know, enjoying the music. And he finally worked up the courage to come and ask me for a song that he wanted. And I, you know, because I played it for him, he enjoyed himself on the dance floor. And it felt like it was his last request before he unfortunately made his departure. So that was a, a bit of a sad baby, but a bit of sort of bittersweet for me. So, um, you know, uh, bless his soul that he's, that he's moved on. But that was some of the moments. Uh, some of the other sort of, you know, downs about being a DJ is, is sometimes people asking for requests um, <laughs> can get really, really annoying. Um, when you're playing, you know, you, you, the dance floor's packed or everybody's having a good, giant, a good time at the wedding and you get one guy or one lady that might have had a couple of drinks or, you know, even before they're even drunk, they come up and ask the DJ, can you play my song? You know, or some of the excuses might be, if you play this song, everybody's going to get on the dance floor. And I'm like, okay, if everybody's on the dance floor, who else is everybody else? If you know, is, is there some other people that's not on the dance floor? Or sometimes, you know, when you eventually play the song that they asked for, the dance floor just goes dead. And so, you know, unfortunately, 
people don't look at the person that requested the song they look at the DJ um, you know, and that's sometimes something that can sort of dampen your mood or your confidence the other thing that uh, sort of the downs about you know being a mobile DJ is people who are doing their performances who have their, their songs for their performance but they want to play it through their phone using a aux cord now I really don't like this because sometimes if they're using your if you're using their phone if they've got a lock on their phone sometimes the, the, the phone will lock and you can't open it up just to play the track you know so you got to call them to come and unlock their phone or sometimes the quality of the song on on their phone is not so great so it's hard for you to EQ or you know, to equalize or make sure that the highs are, are not are loud enough or the lows it sounds quite nice or sometimes I've had the case where people have rung through during midway through their performances and it cuts the song and the phone rings you know so unfortunately like I said before everybody looks at the DJ and it's like the DJ's fault for you know for their phone call coming through and I'm like okay I just stand here with my hands up like hey that's not that's not my fault but you know there's things that um, people do that sort of get annoy you the other thing that sort of really gets under my skin sometimes is when um, providing when you're providing mics for events and the people that grab the mics they always tend to uh, make sure that the mic is on by either tapping on the mic or blowing in the mic you know poof, 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 uh, doop, 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 doop. oh okay you know and then they're doing their own sound check after you've done the sound check before which is the whole reason why you turn up early to the gig um, so there's a couple of things that, uh, that you know as a someone else who might be listening in you know for, for our listeners you know have a bit of uh, what's the word have a bit of love for your DJ because they're doing a lot of hard work and a lot of behind the scenes stuff that you know a lot of people don't see you know because making sure that sound is, is, is primo you know the sound sounds nice so that it's not too blaring or doesn't sound so distorted um, and trying to create that vibe or the you know making the atmosphere uh, an enjoyable environment for you to enjoy your time so that's from us that's from me today your boy DJV we just, we just, uh, you know, covered some of the ups and downs of being um, a mobile DJ and also club DJ. Um, majority of the stuff that we talked about being a mobile DJ also happens inside clubs with, you know, song requests or sometimes, you know, people come and ask for one song. Five minutes later, the same person comes back and asks for another song, and you know, it keeps going on and on. You know, for me myself, I don't mind song requests as long as they're not demanding to get their song played. But that's um, that's that's the saga of being a DJ, I guess. So this is your boy DJV. Catch in with us next time, where we're going to be covering a, a different aspect of our DJ life. So that was behind the scenes of a Maori Pacific Island DJ. Cha, one love, everybody.